Welcome to a special DOD to AEC episode of Inspiring People and Places, where throughout the month of November, we are interviewing veterans across the architectural, engineering, construction, and development industries. As always, our goal is to educate, innovate, and inspire industry professionals to disrupt the status quo, improve their project teams, and steward public and private investments more effectively. But more importantly this month, our goal is to highlight career paths of those who served in our military and continue to make an impact after military service in our industry. I'm your host, BJ Kramer, President and CEO of MCFA, a service-disabled veteran-owned small business focused on advising public and private clients with strategy, planning, program management, and construction management support services. Allow me to introduce today's guest. All right, inspiring people and places. We are in the midst of our November veteran salute. We are talking, we're talking business with veterans. We're talking construction with veterans. We're talking small business, big business, public service, infrastructure. And today's guest it probably touches on all of them in some point in time in his career. He is a personal friend and has been a personal coach to me in, in my post-Army journey to not only find meaning, but create meaning for others inside of our business, inside of our industry. So I would like to welcome to the show West Point graduate, class of 77, Bill Watkins. Bill, how are we doing? Anytime I see you on my screen or I'm across the table with you, I'm having a hell of a good day, BJ. Thank you uh, for the invitation. Thank you for inspiring people and places in your podcast or through your podcast and uh, look forward to diving broad and deep so that your audience leaves with value today. Me too. This conversation could go a hundred different places. So I'm excited to see where we, where our journey takes us. We're not hiking through a mountain, but, but nope. we are going to hike through your career a little bit. Talk to us about who you are today and what you are doing, the, the 30 second elevator pitch, and then we're going to dig back into the archives of, of what led you to, to your current mission. Great, BJ. Thank you. West Point graduate, 77, Army engineer background, 10 year stint in corporate America, 20 year stint owning and selling and exiting five companies. And once I exited the last company, I hung out my coaching shingle and that's what I do professionally all day, every day. I wake up to badass founders and CEOs of small and medium sized businesses. And we go to work and accelerate um, three things. Uh, we do those concurrently at the same time. Uh, I repeat myself for emphasis concurrently at the same time, business life and self. And uh, once we uh, execute uh, on the content and the coaching that I deliver and I engage them with a community of badasses like you, you were in the Lions Pride for a long time, they end up to be moved from what I call the 1%. And we're going to talk about 1%ers today. These are the, not that your listeners are better than anybody else, but they're definitely different. And many of them are veterans. And we want to address that today because I have a very special place in my heart for those veterans. One percenters, but they can move even further. They can move to what I call the 0.01%. And that's my mission. My, my goal 
when they clink the pasture gate behind me and send me out to the green grass and I'm done, so to speak, I'll have impacted 10,000 founder CEOs in a very positive and powerful way. And, and the one thing that you emphasize to me, and, and I've certainly carried it into our mission, is you may be serving those 10,000 founder CEOs, but those 10,000 founder CEOs have a blast impact of their employees, their clients, their families, and, and you know, beyond. How did you get onto that mission? It's a million souls, BJ. Founder, CEO, I impact, I, I literally, you know, everybody says, I want to leave the world a better place. And I'm no different. That, that, that when, when, when everybody's sitting around on the rocking chairs talking about me eating some chicken salad and drinking some iced tea, you know, you, you, want, you want to be there thinking that you mattered. You weren't an invisible human. You did something. We, you and I went to West Point. We share that heritage, you know. Give me a, a, a secret and dangerous mission. I want a West Point, I think he said football player, but they just want a West Pointer. We're called to that. Our DNA, our education, our upbringing, all that stuff points us to somehow moving the needle on the world. And the way I'll move the needle is I'll, I'll get to heaven and, and I'll be standing there at the podium or standing there at the gate and Peter will look down on the book and he'll see a million souls. The 10,000 founder CEOs and the 100 people they impact. You're right. Family, friends, mom, dad, children, employees, vendors, customers. And through my work, million people, million souls. I think that gets me into heaven. I think it gets me a, 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 a double scotch and, and a, at the bar and, and, a, and, a, and a nice Cuban. <laughs> so that drives me. How did I get that? <laughs> Bro. If, if I go back to when I was your age, I, I did not have a glimmer of that yet. It was all about me. BJ, I've, I've got out here and out in the barn, I have my memories, medals. I was a world-class athlete, you know, two Olympic development teams, trophies, accolades. It's all over the place. It was all about me. Yeah, well... Back in, you know, as I was maturing as a, as a soul, as a human, eventually God called out to me in 2013. I wish it was a burning bush moment. It wasn't. It was, wasn't a voice from heaven. It was, just a, it was just a calling in my heart that it wasn't about you anymore. It was about you, meaning Bill, being the Sherpa to people like BJ. And then being content to be in the stands, no longer on the field, but be the coach. That quietly, you know, the movie Miracle, yep. and at the end, they win the gold medal. Where's the coach go? Coach goes down in the locker room and celebrates all by himself. And that's what I intend to do. And so that, that mission became ingrained. I didn't know what the hell I was doing as a coach. I just had a lot of desire. I had a lot of experience, expertise, and, and, and DNA. And I just went to it, BJ. And, and you, you focus in on veteran founder CEOs. I do. I, I think, you know, whether, whether the listener is a veteran that's, you know, contemplating a small business, going out on their own, becoming a founder, or they're just a veteran looking for their quote next mission. I think a lot of us have something similar in common, which is we've served a cause greater than ourselves. 
talk to us about, you know, and, and I think when you talk about balancing business life and self all at the same time, mm. I think that we being veterans can fill the void of serving something greater than ourselves by chasing something. And, and yep. some veterans chase pleasure, some veterans chase money, yep. some veterans, you know, it, you're filling that void of mission with something yes. and maybe it's because you stumble upon it. Maybe it's, maybe it becomes a good thing. Talk to us about the process you've helped veterans in kind of allocating the right amount of focus on, on a mission while taking care of life and self and why that's meaningful. Because I think while not everybody's a business owner, everybody is juggling that act. Hell yeah. (laughs) (laughs) And the, and the, and and the entire, I was out on the Teton crest trail in October, by the way, we're recording this in September, third week in September. And we just got snow out here in the Teton mountains. Oh, wow. Yeah. So I'm, I'm, it may have melted. It's probably up around 9,000 feet, but this afternoon I'm thinking I'm going to take my snowshoes because we might have snow. So I was out on the Teton Crest Trail in October. I just uh, finished a CEO stint for a friend of mine and, you know, how to, let's sell my company in a year. We did. So it it was one year almost to the day, not to the day, but about from the time I sold my own businesses. And now there's a what's next. And, and what, as I told you, I, I had this, this, this press of, oh, I got the money. I can go buy this company and I can start a company and I can do all this. But that paled in comparison of becoming a professional coach, dedicating myself to the lives and the businesses and the souls of others and putting them as my mission first, no longer me. And so <clears throat> why was that? Why was I poised for that? Because I didn't do that when I was your age, BJ. I was completely mission-focused. And you know what? I grew up that way. My father, wonderful father. My father passed away in 2006. So sad to lose him. He'd be 95. We just celebrated his birthday. All right? I've missed him. But what I respect from that is his mission focus. He served this country as a, as a Marine and, the, and then an Army officer. And, and his duty, his calling to duty and his calling to honor, all right, is ingrained right here in my heart. It's one reason why I ended up in the career that I'm at. But here's one thing I know. Singular focus like that has the not-so-goods. And so I inherited the goods, but I also inherited the not-so-goods. And it wasn't until I had a bunch of wake-up calls that I began to realize that life and self were not waiting while I accomplished the mission because there were always missions, more missions, military missions, corporate missions, entrepreneurial missions, fire this person, hire this person, you know, start this new company, blah, blah, blah. And life, my relationships, my health, were all waiting on the sidelines? I don't think so. <laughs> Myself, my self-development, becoming the best bill possible? not going to happen. And so my coaching focus became the the beautiful synergy of those three things all at the same time. Is that easy? Absolutely not. That's why I say it's a journey for the 0.1%. But it's beautiful when it happens. Now, 
one last thing and then I'll get to your next question. BJ, I have had a lot of success. Look at my freaking bio. Look at, look at the trophies out there and all the medals and my OERs and all this stuff. Great. But I had not catastrophic failures, but I had so many self-inflicted failures. And so here's the idea. I got success. So will everybody on this call. Anybody listening? If you're listening to this and you're sticking with BJ, you're definitely going to have success. My question is, is it the hard, slow way like me? Or is it the easier, faster, better way? I choose the latter, and that's what I coach to. Bill, I, I think where I, I want to take us, I, I do want to, I think balancing life, self, and whether we call it business or job or career or mission success, I, I want to hit all that, but I, we're a business slash career transition podcast. And yes, I wanted results. Yes. And that was, and, and I just recently, I want, I want to touch on this, especially for our public servants out there. I, I just had a podcast guest, Todd Bowfinger, who talked about having an executive coach in, in the public yep. sector and mm -hmm. the VA is actually paying for that. Wow. I want to talk about, first of all, just so everybody can hear this, we were talking before the show, Erica, who is behind the scenes right now, mm -hmm. Bill and Erica have never met before, but Erica is works for Mike Stedman, who started Ironbound Boxing and pivoted to Ironbound Media yep. while Mike and I were on an annual planning, annual business planning Zoom call in December of 2020. Yep. On that call, Bill was helping us think through, plan out, prioritize all of the things we'd love to accomplish and get down to the things that we would accomplish. Yep. And this started out as an idea, a podcast. Yep. Mike Stedman is thinking, hey, I think I'm going to pivot. I've got a podcast. I think I can help other people do it. And on my list is one of seven ideas we had for the year was start a podcast match made in heaven. heaven. So yep. let me publicly or somewhat publicly thank you, Bill, for having the Lions Pride, creating the ecosystem, sure. putting us through the ringer to plan, prioritize, and execute things that advance our business. Absolutely. Same time, 20. So that's 20. I joined you in 2019. That was December yep. of 2020. Yep. From 2019 to 2023, behind the scenes of MCFA is my coach, Bill Watkins, helping mm. me think through, exhale, figure out, plan, employees, growth, where we went from 17 to 50 people and, and yep. you know, hopefully on our way to our own thousand people. That's, that's to give some context to who Bill or what Bill does mm. um, right. because there's, there's a lot of things that yeah, Bill, we've had a hundred conversations, probably more. Yep. Some some 30 minutes, some January was two and a half days straight of conversations. Yeah. In those conversations, there's eureka moments, there's pivots, there's ahas. But every, I feel that everything that came back to was you understanding all of the things that whether I'm a business owner, an entrepreneur, a founder, or, you know, anybody in a level of responsibility with a lot going on, mm. trying to trying to be successful at work mm. and raise a family at home mm. and have a life. 
Mm-hmm. What do you think are the key ingredients to somebody allowing it to click? Yeah. Whew. Fantastic. That's like being a MLB top home run hitter and getting the perfect pitch. (laughs) (laughs) Let's see if I can hit a home run. Hey, BJ. I think the first, one of the first things I I do when I am am entertaining, it's always a dance, you know, when people reach out to me about coaching. There's a, there's a strong chem, there's a strong and needed chemistry. I, and I don't want to sign up for a problem. I don't intend to deliver disappointment and frustration, and I don't want to have it myself. And so there's a dance. It's not a dance. It's a very intentional process I have, and it takes a long time. And some people tap out before we get to the end of it. But I want to make sure that, you know, when, when Bob Bowman went up to Michael Phelps's mother and said, I think your son can win gold medals and I want to be the coach that gets him. Bowman had been watching Phelps for years. I mean, I don't know the two, but I've studied it. And, and I, want to, I want to sign up to win medals. It's part of my mission. It's part of my, my, my DNA. All right. Why did I tell you all that? Because the first thing I, I embed or I try and assure myself is that this person on the other end of the conversation doesn't believe in like balance. Balance sells books and signs up blog subscribers, but it doesn't exist in real life. People are fascinated uh, by the Yeti. UFOs, I don't know if they're true or not. The Yeti, I don't believe is, but there are people that believe it is. And, and my grandchildren love unicorns. Well, there ain't unicorns and there ain't life balance. There's ebb and flow. And that's what I teach in my productivity courses. And so the, the hard part for someone like you, BJ, is that you have a beautiful life and a flourishing marriage. At least that's your objective. You have wonderful children who, who will be your legacy. And being a father is the greatest honor that you have. Being a son, being a friend, being healthy for them, And showing up at work and delivering the results that you're driven towards? (sighs) How do you do all that? I damn well didn't. But over the years, I have figured it out. Now, I have a great relationship with my kids. You see them in the background there, my grandchildren and all that. And, and, and they tell great stories. I remember one podcast my daughter listened to. She called me. She said, Dad, quit beating yourself up. You were great. I said, yeah, but not so much. I could have been great to her. So, BJ, one thing we want to do is there is no life balance. We must deliver. The question is, how do we prioritize? Number two, we don't say related to time. We make it or find it. Bullshit. Otherwise, rewrite physics. Don't even use that lexicon. Don't self-language yourself the wrong direction. Just realize you have to set priorities. I set priorities at work, and they trumped everything else. I don't want people to do that. Third, and there's only two more things, so third and fourth. 
Third, implement world-class tools. Proven, not bullshit, you know, that you Google, Mr. Google, or you see on Instacart, I mean, Instagram and FaceGrid or what a Facebook or whatever it is, all these hocus pocus people out there who really don't have any results, but they can sure talk about it. That doesn't work, except in fairyland, get real and work on it. Don't just learn about it. People talk about productivity, but then they don't do it. They talk about world-class business. Well, do it. They complain about hiring, you know, the, these people I've got in the company. Well, you hired them. <laughs> Look in the effing mirror. But for emphasis, get tools and do something with them. Well, I'm really busy. Exactly. And there's a fourth. Maybe it's a fifth. It, it, it's a fourth and a fifth, but they're blended together. Get others on your side, in your room. Be the dumbest person in your peer community and in your coaching room. Don't be what Bill Watkins was, the lone wolf. When I left West Point, you know, I was Mr. Save the World Lieutenant. I was a nobody. But I thought I was Superman, and I ran around with my cape forever, BJ. I didn't need help from anybody. And my platoon sergeants and my sergeant majors who might be listening right now, they're like, no <laughs> <laughs> And my first sergeant, oh, I remember him. Boy, if they're listening to this, they're like, oh, my gosh, maybe that guy has a brain in his head. But back then, you couldn't have told him So... When it comes to letting go of life balance, when it comes to not believing you can make time, when it comes to implementing these tools, get people alongside you who are ahead of you or as smart, smarter than you, a coach, peers, whatever it is. And, and, and don't believe, always question yourself. Where can I get help? What am I not seeing? Talk to me here. Now, you did that as a, as a military commander. You do that as a great CEO. And, and I love that about you. So when you put those four things together, I believe then you begin to tackle how in the hell am I going to develop this flourishing career, make an impact, make income, or this company that I, I buy or I own or I work at? How do I have a great marriage and raise wonderful children, be a great dad or mom, a parent. And, and how do I, you know, take care of myself, you know, be the op. Cause when you optimize yourself, then you bring yourself to those two parts of your life in a, in a better way. If you yeah. neglect yourself, like I did, eh, I was good. Could I have been better? I could have. It, and there's two things. On, first time I've thought about this, I saw something this morning about it. When you're seeking mentors, seek somebody that is a role model ahead of you yep. uh, or a coach that's been there, right? Because that's somebody that can give you kind of the sage wisdom and can give perspective to the immediacy and urgency and world crashing catastrophe that you feel like you may be going through. And it's like, sure. it's just Tuesday, just Tuesday. Bro. <laughs> a peer. Good. 
a peer that's going through it so that you have that community and somebody behind you because it gives you the same perspective that the sage in front of you has, which is like, hey, it's another day and you can reflect back. And and in the words of Dan Sullivan, when you reflect back to somebody junior, you focus on how much you've gained instead of when you're looking at the 10 mile marker in front of you and thinking about how big the gap is from where you're trying to be, because that that ideal future continuously changes as Dan Sullivan says. And what's clicking here and what you have at the Lions Pride in the military, the system is actually created that it's never lonely at the top. I mean, the the top of the top, I guess, you know, it's it's tough to be the secretary of defense or the president, but even they have a peer group around them. But in the army, when you're a platoon leader or a company commander, even a battalion commander or brigade commander, you've got peers around you. Or you have True. near peers, near peers around you. You know, if you're a battalion commander, my, as crazy as it is, my lieutenant colonel, 2004 classmates are now becoming battalion commands. They still have majors around them that are near peers that are, you know, at least inside the boss's head thinking through whatever he's thinking through. So yeah, yeah. there's a smaller group, yeah. but, and, and sure he has to make the decisions, but it's not that lonely there. As a captain or a lieutenant, when you have a bunch of peers around you, you've got you've got a peer group going through the same thing you have. In small business land, and mm. and 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 maybe even different than that, or or similar to that, veterans transitioning from the army into corporate America or or new career land, you may not feel like you have those peers. You may not feel like you have a leader in front of you that that gets the human element of leadership and and um, life work integration, life work self-integration. And and my view of corporate America is a lot of people are behaving under self-preservation mode, totally. meaning they're just trying to do what they have to do to win their day totally. and not get fired versus truly building cultures and, and teams that create leadership. Totally. So that was one reflection I had. I didn't write down the other one. I'll I'll have to come back to it. If you would, let me riff. There, there's two yeah. R words I use. A ramble is when I'm talking and you have no idea when I'm going to shut up and, and you wish that I would, I've got the <laughs> ramble alert. Okay. But the riff is where it's a defined topic and a defined timeline, at least in my brain. Let me riff for a second on that. It's very important. You can look like you're surrounding yourself with people and not. I, Miles Kagan, now retired, I will go to Miles's funeral someday and I will laud him. I am so grateful for how he led me at a time when I was unleadable. And I sat there with my other company commanders and my beautiful, beautiful, my, my amazing battalion commander, and I was all alone. I was not open. I was not open to his leadership and I was not open to peer input. I I was Teflon because I didn't need anybody. But it Mm -hmm. didn't look like that. Didn't look like that when I was in the O Club over in Korea where we'd hang out every night. It looked like I was part of it. I wasn't. So even in those four situations, there has to be a mindset shift. There has to be a choice. And, there, and it comes from, that's why I work on self. 
Because that was self-work that Bill needed to do that Bill did not do. And it slowed me down. Two, <clears throat> there can be physical aloneness. A business owner, potentially a CEO, your CEO of a big company, who are you going to talk to? Your spouse doesn't want to hear it anymore. You can't talk to your kids. Your friends probably have no clue what you're dealing with. Your mom is your supporter regardless of what you say, so that's not helpful. <laughs> maybe your dad's your biggest critic, which maybe he should be, right? So where are you going to go? You're a business owner. You're busy. Who are you going to eat? You're going to have lunch with somebody? I mean, what a waste. Maybe. So you have to be very selective and intentional on building those people around you where you can be real in two directions. I think there's a last thing that I would say on this and then, and then I'll get back to your ninja level questions. That's why everything at the Lions Pride is built for the Bill Watkins of 30, 30 to 40 years ago, right? It's what I wished. I don't think it existed. I think we're a pretty unique place, but even if it did exist, I wouldn't have leaned in unless somebody hit me in the head. My father tried to hit me in the head, but I was a good ducker at that time. But here's the deal. There has to be a purpose. The belief has to be that I'm good, but when I get the right input, I'm better. And if you don't have that belief, if it's all in the box, meaning I'm in here, Thank goodness everybody's out there because you can't be in here with me because I'm just like so freaking smart and talented. Then you choose the, you select the wrong groups. You go into it with the wrong mindset. So I want everybody to hear, if you're a transitioning veteran, if you're a veteran-owned business, you know, a, a veteran business owner, if you're working for the VA, if you're, I don't know what, this is something that transcends whatever your career is. You just may have to work harder at it than, than you know, if, if, you know, if you're in a different, different career path. Yeah. Well, and, and whether it's the Lions, Pro, I mean, there's a lot of books on the topics we're talking about, and I'm, I'm about are. to dive into to some of these. Yep. But, you know, I, I was also an athlete. I talk about, I reference athletics all the time and the power sure. of good coaching Yep. Um, and good teams, you know, without accountability, there's mm. a, there's a lot of books on my bookshelf that I could even tell you the great idea that I didn't implement from that book because there's, when you don't have a, a system around you to operationalize good ideas or to prioritize, as we talked about the good right. ideas, I go back to, you know, the, the podcast hit a hundred episodes over the summer. And I Congratulations, think it's, BJ. This is, thanks. This is one of those things that started out as it was entrepreneurship inside of entrepreneurship because yep. it was an initiative at a small business. And it was like, Hey, how do we, how do we do this? Right. And we just got started, but without the ecosystem and then without, you know, Mike Stedman who was essentially my podcast coach yep. to get it started. Right. So that all I had to do was show up. He had people and just so everybody knows, he talked me off the ledge of 
things we were putting out there. If we listen to me at, at episode one versus now, and and you know, if I look at the gain versus the gap of trying to get to a thousand episodes, yep, very different. So I think the accountability partnership that's yep. created um, from a coach or or from a vendor relationship is uh, is meaningful. There's no, there's no, okay. The villain in my business are all the coaches out there. God love them. And I know God loves them, but in some cases I don't because they're hocus pocus and they've burned really good people. And so it's created distrust in, in, in business coaching or maybe life coaching. Okay. Psychotherapy, therapy, counseling. I mean, I've been in that. Thank goodness. All right. If I ever meet my therapist again, I'm going to give him a big hug and a high five and thank him. All right. There's accountability to their standards, right? Very few are mediocre. Maybe they're mediocre for you, but in their pro- profession, they're not. Okay. Otherwise, they wouldn't they're have gotten qualified. Their yeah, they are. Right. Just like, Accountants and lawyers have to qualify, you know, the same thing for that profession. It's great. But in life coaching and business coaching, you you just say you're a coach. Yeah, there's certifications and all that. But a lot of people just go out and say, I I don't have a certification. I'm a good coach. All right. So that creates distrust. That's the villain. And therefore, here's what's happening to some of your listeners. They have distrust. They've either heard about it, read about it, or experienced it. And so Watkins can say all they want, all he wants, but they're like, eh, I don't know. And so what I want to encourage people to think about is this. Don't judge coaching. Lean into what BJ says, okay? Don't judge coaching by that low standard that we have in the coaching industry. Think more what BJ was saying about athletic coaching. All right. There is no skilled profession that is not coached, especially athletics. But think of music, think of singing, think of uh, becoming a ninja, think of uh, martial arts. None of that exists without the sensei and the dojo. And so, if you would capture that belief, And you might believe that business and life are as much in need of a sensei in a dojo and that you might need it yourself. BJ, did you graduate from father school? I did not. Husband school? Nope. Thank you. But yet we have to go out and do the hardest jobs on the planet with the most impact. We did not learn that at West Point. You could say, well, I graduated from West Point. That'll make me a pretty good leader and a business owner. Okay, I'll go with you on that. But it doesn't qualify you for, for fatherhood and, 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 and husbandry. And so if you believe that, then what I want you listeners to just be open to the concept that maybe a coach in your corner at some time and peers, like badass peers, like BJ said, choose them wisely. Those two things, making time for those, making the effort at some point in your life, in your career, hundred times value. Yeah. And, and 
so if you're if you're a small business, a veteran small business owner contemplating contemplating founding a company, mm. Bill's Bill's company TLP, the the Lions Pride has now transitioned to flawless acceleration. We'll put that in the show notes. Sure. If you're just a transitioning vet, mm-hmm. you can you could talk to there's veterans out there. Most of us are willing to look back behind us and grab a hand and and talk you through the transition. And totally. the transition's not transition is not I need to get a job because the job, the job alone doesn't replace what you have in, in the military. Right. Yes. It may replace your income that you have from the military, but the mission, the meaning, the camaraderie, all of that, that you, you, you don't even value what you have because you're so excited to get off active duty. (laughs) Yes. You're blind to maybe the waters you're going to navigate and, there was a time where I thought this was just those of us that had deployed and were were serving in a time of war, but I'm finding it's it, it's the same from a, a more current population transitioning. Everything everything that we were we were taught, trained, developed to be leaders, to serve you know mm-hmm. the nation's needs in the military, something greater than ourselves, something nobler. And then you get to corporate America and you're serving the corporate dollar, the, the yeah. Wall Street shareholder. And, and there's just there's, – there's a lack of – I think there's a lack of leadership out there. And mm-hmm. it's, I, think, I think it's being – COVID is forcing that to transition because of you know, the great resignation and all that. But do yourself a favor. Advocate for yourself. And, and mm-hmm. if you're a small business founder, CEO – Talk to talk to Bill and his team. If you're a transitioning vet looking at the construction industry, talk to us at MCFA. Mm. Jesse Gambling Johnson, our director of talent, can talk to you. Yep. A number of our podcast guests are veterans in the construction engineering industry. Talk yep. to them. Look for help. Be open to and and most veterans are open to that guidance. They know what they they don't know what they don't know, but they're willing to listen. Inspiring People in Places is brought to you by MCFA. MCFA is a CVE-verified, service-disabled, veteran-owned small business. At MCFA, our why is to inspire people in places through project leadership. We provide planning, strategy, program management, and construction management support services to a wide variety of public and private sector clients. Bill, to wrap us up, I'm gonna, I, I've got some kind of curiosity questions for you. Our, our accelerate phase of the show. Yeah, I know that you're writing a book, but it's I not am? published yet, so we can't make that the recommended book. <laughs> your your most yeah. gifted or recommended book? I'm going to go with, geez, I, I, I have Bill's book list that I show, share with all my inbound coaching clients and, and all right, well, we're going to, we're going to link to that in the show notes. Then. Yeah. 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 It's got hundreds and hundreds, maybe thousands of books. I, I don't know. I don't maintain it, but there's two that I'm going to recommend to your listeners. One's a business book and one's a personal and they're both part of my curriculum textbooks. One's called smart brevity. I think it came out in 2022. It's by the co-creators of Axios and Politico. I can't pronounce their author's names, but smart brevity. Wow. 100 pages of the most impactful communication guidance and implementation tools. It completely stunned me, and I keep it on my desk here, and I look at another chapter every freaking day. The better I can communicate, and I think these guys have got it, then 
the, the more my message impacts. All right, number two, book, personal book. And I'm recommending it to you, BJ, just in case uh, you haven't integrated this into your one-page personal planning. It's called Die With Zero by Bill Perkins. And Bill says... This is, how, this is how often Bill Watkins gifts this. He sent this to me three months ago and he forgot. Uh, did I? I already have. Yeah. <laughs> oh, crap. Well, good good for me, Bill. Or good for writing, uh, he's, for he's, listening to me. Sometimes I'm using it. Right. Can right. I had to send that to BJ someday? And the next thing I know, BJ's got it. Thanks to Reagan. Yeah. Thank you, Reagan Sanders. Well, True BJ, to the answer. Most gifted. He's gifted it to me. Yep. Talk to us about Die With Zero. Yeah, Die With 30 Zero. 30-second pitch on the book. Yeah, no one wants to die, uh, but we all will. The question is, how, how do you? And, and you can't predict the when, but you can predict, you can engineer the how and the what and the who and all that stuff. And so Bill's got a unique uh, perspective on life that I've integrated into my one-page personal planning. And it's that Bill it was an actuary on Wall Street managing portfolio risk for big companies like Goldman Sachs. And then he moved into managing personal risk, the risk of death. And he adds, has three variables, time, money, and health. Here's the way our listeners are looking at this. Oh, in my future, whether you're 30 and you're looking 40 years in the future and you're old like me because I'm 70, or you're 50 and you're looking 30 years in the future, you say, in my future, I'll have more time, more money, and the same health that I have today. Bill confirms that you will have more time, you probably will have more money, and health is a variable. And so the, he, he says, he, he says die with zero, but that's a figurative term. You can die with a poor, uh, you know, amount of money that you want to gift to your, your children or your estate or your nonprofits or your charities or whatever. He says, but, but die with figurative zero and die with a billion experiences. And so everybody, uh, my parents, good example. My mom has uh, lots of money. My, my siblings and I don't need it. And she and my dad punted probably a lot of experiences on behalf of not wanting to run out of money. I want that integrated into your personal planning, BJ, which is why I sent you the freaking book. Right. Understood. That's um, why you have the shore house now and not 10 years in the future. And I actually sent you a podcast this morning. We're going to link to it because it's on my mind. It, this is, I think it was a September 11th release by Tim Ferriss. Mm -hmm. uh, we'll put it out there and talks about happiness and, um, Pleasure alone, drugs, drinking, whatever, by yourself mm. is not happiness. It's, mm -mm. it's a combination of pleasure, community, achieving something with struggle. That's, yeah. that's the other thing is like, Good. you know, do, doing hard things. Yeah. All right. Favorite quote, Bill. Well, I'm not going to quote it, but it's too long. I'll give you the context and then I'll guide you to the quote. A year ago, I was visiting my great, my great grandchildren. They're not great yet, but they're grandchildren in Norway. I was out of the States committed to help my son on his farm. And I got a text from my daughter. She said, are you on Facebook? And I said, face what? And she said, Facebook. <laughs> I said, no. She said, Rex White died. Rex White is my age. We met each other at EOBC. We live next door to each other. And we went through our army engineer careers together and we became fast friends. He married Roger Cameron's number two. Roger was who recruited me out of the military. And when Rex got out of the military and I was out of the military, 
Rex and I stayed fast friends. He became the godchild of my son. And so my daughter was texting us because Rex was our, our my son's godfather, Rex and Mary Lou. And I literally was stunned. I remember taking a knee out in the field where we were running the tractors. And the quote is called When Great Trees Fall, and it's by Maya Angelou. And it talks about the passing of a great soul, of which to me Rex was. I was not able to go to the celebration of life. I've watched it five or six times. And just this past spring, I asked Mary Lou permission to come down and, and sit with Rex. And I did. Rex and I drank a half a bottle of whiskey. Fortunately, I had a hotel right down the street. And we smoked a bunch of cigars. We talked a lot of and then sadly, he wasn't there. And he was a great soul. And I look at that quote. It's, I have a list on my to-do list called Bill Every Day. And I read that quote every day because I intend, I don't hope, I am pointing myself to be a great tree. When great trees fall. Yes. All I right. can read it to That's you, but a new one for it, it me, probably, puts us, probably puts us over time. Besides, right. I'd tear up. And I'm a, I'm a grizzly bear who doesn't tear up often, and your listeners probably don't want me to. <laughs> if you, Bill Watkins, mm. could have dinner with three people, dead or alive, who would they be? Hmm. One would be my father. I spoke about him earlier. I miss him dearly. I lost him way too early. I've become... Much more of the man he always aspired that I could be. And I'd, I'd love to, uh, to learn more from him. Number two, Marcus Aurelius. They, I don't know if they say he founded the Stoic movement or whatever, but he was definitely a, 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 a key leader in it. Ryan Holiday actualizes it in, in present day. And so I'm all in. A lot of people would say Jesus. You know, BJ, you and I are men of faith. I th I think it's too much for me to assume that Jesus would have time or inclination to have dinner with me. So I'm going to choose Ronald Reagan because I believe Ronald, Ron Reagan, for I grew up under the era of Ron Reagan, both watching him in Westerns as a, as a child and then seeing him become governor of California and then his presidential career. I've been to his library several times. And from a leadership standpoint, I think there's a lot to learn from President Reagan, uh, a lot to aspire to and a lot to implement from. All right. Last question to close us out. Mm. And I know that you're prepared for this one. What wow. do you want on your tombstone? Mm. Yep. <clears throat> well, I, my West Point class, class 77, has a ninja in the class who is somehow become an expert in funerals. And recently, she offered to the class, particularly my H4 company, the opportunity to dive into your obituary. Now, I didn't. I had, I had other things going on, but my sister did. And so did my best friend, my roommate from West Point. And so they're sending me the materials. And so they asked me to participate for them, right? But in the interim, I got to do it myself. I have a tombstone message that would fill a mausoleum. <laughs> I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to edit it down. I handed it to my ghostwriter of my book, right? But basically, BJ, it's this. When 
when when they bury me and the, and and I will leave some instructions just to make it easy for everybody, but I'm gone. So it really doesn't matter. This is a celebration of a life by those that remain. And so I want them to edit it however they want. But BJ, I want to know that I impacted powerfully and positively other people to become better versions of themselves. Whether that be my spouse, my children, my grandchildren, my great-grandchildren, people like you, BJ, my friends, anybody. I want to know, I want to leave the era of it's all about Bill, and I want to realize that Bill is an accelerant. And his tombstone recognizes that he was an accelerant to the beautiful lives of others who continue on. And in that way, BJ, I get to the bar, double whiskey, Cuban cigar, and I have left the world a better place. When great trees fall. When great trees fall, my friend. May, may the earth shake because my tree falls. Awesome. Bill, thank you so much for your time. Thank you for your coaching. Thank you for the impact that you're making across tons of veterans, small business, founder, CEOs, not just in, in building businesses, but in uh, balancing life and living life. Thanks so much for your time. You bet, BJ. Thank you for the opportunity and thank you for creating the path to all our veterans out there who are listening to this podcast and perhaps you're not a veteran. That doesn't mean veterans are better. They're just different. So thank you to your listeners for plugging in and thank you for your 100 episodes, BJ. I'm not surprised. And when I say I'm proud of you, I don't mean that in a demeaning way. I say that with the greatest of respect. Thanks, Bill. Everybody, thank you so much for listening. If you're getting value, please share with other veterans, other AEC professionals, and anybody else that might find value in this. And check out the show notes to find the books, find the poem, and find links to all of Bill's goodness. Till next time. Hey, everybody. If you're enjoying this show, do us a favor and subscribe to Inspiring People and Places on iTunes, Spotify, or your favorite podcast hosting platform. We'd also greatly appreciate if you left us a review and shared this with other entrepreneurial public servants and all your friends and family in the AEC space. Be sure to visit our website, www.mcfaglobal.com. Sign up for our newsletter to stay in touch with us and learn about all of the projects and clients we're helping. Last but not least, we are hiring. We are always hiring. Do us a favor. Take a look at what jobs we have open. Contact us through our website or connect with me on LinkedIn. Until next time, have a great rest of your week and a great weekend.